At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly Southern host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who spent his entire Monday searching eBay for a Tim Tebow Jaguars jersey, the <laughs> button lover Josh Soroka. Uh, I, haven't even, I didn't even think about that yet. I did almost... Two seconds ago, while the music's playing, almost jot my notes with my Sharpie on my iPad. So that's the type of that's the type of evening I'm having. I picked up the Sharpie instead of the iPad pencil and was almost wrote on the iPad. Mm, or maybe a dry erase marker might work for the. Yeah, a dry erase marker <laughs> would. I'm sure since it's glass, I could get the Sharpie off, but it's not the way I wanted to start the show. Yeah. So I called yeah. myself. Yeah, Tim Tebow down here in Jacksonville. Tim Tebow's already been big story in Jacksonville because he lives down here. Like he's got like two homes in the same big neighborhood down here. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The uh, the new coach for the Jags. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer bought his house on the same street. Oh, really? Or something. So it's been story already before he even, before the, all the talk of him going back to football. And yeah, it's exciting. Everybody likes Tim Tebow, except uh, those that hate God. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's well said, Josh. No, I feel like the Jaguars owner, Josh, has been just the past three years, just been trying to recruit you as a fan. He moves you to Jacksonville <laughs> Um, now you get the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. You're right in the Jacksonville area. You got the number one, you know, college football players on these stud. And now if that's not enough to make you want to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, uh-huh. um, he brings in Tim Tebow. Yeah. Do you oh, know and, the- and not to mention, um, to hurt your Ravens, he gets rid of your favorite player, Joe Flacco, and replaces him with a lesser quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So all these things are adding up to make you want to jump on the, on the Jaguars bandwagon. Little, your math's getting a little uh, shaky right now. Um, do you know, you know the the chant for the Jaguars? You know you know what the fans yell? Uh, maybe rawr, like a little Jaguar sound. <laughs> no, no. no, okay. They yell Duval. Ah, because it's Duval County is I guess where Jacksonville is. Okay, I don't know. I should know that Duval County is something about up there. So they all yell Duval, but, but I don't not your get county. It. No, it's not my county. Yeah. And I also don't get it because the city wouldn't be in a county, right? A city's its own thing. That's how we do it in Maryland. You have Baltimore City, then you have Baltimore County, right. which is a separate thing. Yeah. Right. Could you, I mean, imagine if you went to Oriole games and yelled, and Arundel County. Yeah. Well, maybe that a Red Sox game. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's every time the Red Sox come to town. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's cool for the Jags. I'm... You know what it's going to be? It's going to be like, it's hard because I would say for a lot of people, not you and I, but a lot of people in Maryland, especially in that Anne Arundel County area, like the Orioles are their top team. The Ravens are their top team, but they can appreciate the Redskins and the Nats. Sure. You and I can't because we were raised to hate Washington. Yeah. But I kind of feel a little bit of that with like, I'm, I'm learning to appreciate the Jaguars. 
And yeah. and it's always good if your city is winning and playing well, even if it's not your team. Yeah, I agree. And listen, no one hates the Jaguars. Oh, that's the other <laughs> we thing. You might feel indifferent to the Jaguars, but no one like has strong feelings for the Jaguars exactly. in any way. Yeah. It's way easier to be like, yeah, sure, it's cool. I'm cool with the Jags. Um, yeah. Versus it's not, yeah, if I went to like the New England or Pittsburgh, it's like, no way. Jags, nobody cares. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. It'd be it'd be the the equivalent of being I don't know like a Colorado Rockies fan or something. Like who cares? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It would have to be a National League team who's yeah, usually like, not very good. Mm, the Diamondbacks, maybe. Yeah, but the even they're more they're a little more relevant than the Jags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Diamondbacks have had more success than the Jags have. Yeah, it's true. the Minnesota Twins. I'm going to say that. So just a random team. Yeah, well, well, we've had an affinity for the Twins in the past when they got, you know, when they had Jonathan Scope on their team. Yeah, I was, I was a Twins fan there uh-huh. for a minute. Yeah, and not when to they mention had, our boy Nelson Cruz. Yeah, and when they had that Rookie of the Year kid. Yeah, wasn't yeah, that the Twins? <laughs> wasn't that the Twins? Or was the Twins um, little big league? Which one was the Twins? Which one was the guy the kid broke broke, broke his arm and could throw 100 yeah, miles that's per the, hour? Yeah, that's Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the, that twins, the Twins for sure. So yeah. which one is little? Big league. What's where the little kid, big league? Where the where the kid inherits the baseball team and is the owner of the baseball team. Oh, is that not Angels in the Outfield? That's a different movie. That would be a different movie. Hmm. No, I think yeah, little big. I league. think I know. I think Major League is where that's the Indians. with the owner about the owner and that yeah that that's that's the Indians. Yeah, that's also um, based on Michael Elias, I believe. Is that based on Michael Elias trying to tank the team? Yeah, I mean, every time something things start to go well for the team, sabotage. Yeah, hey, listen, it's it's Screw weird. Screw up the rotation. Things are working. It's weird to say, but you know, we we always do state of the Orioles. Little Big League is the Twins. Little Big League movie. He inherits okay, the Twins. What about Rookie of the Year? He doesn't play on the Twins Rookie of the Year. Uh, I thought he strikes out the White Sox guy in that big game. He At does. the end, the, he's a big guy. Yeah, the big guy who spits chewing tobacco like Chris Davis used to do before he started sucking. I, I, I thought it was a, a Twins White Sox matchup there. Rookie the of the year? No, the rookie of the year. He joins a much more relevant team. Oh, who's that? The Cubs. Oh yeah, that's right, the Cubs. But what baseball movie took place in Baltimore? Uh, Major League Two. Right, ma- 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 uh-huh. Major League Two, yeah. What what football movie took place in M&T Bank Stadium? Oh, a football yeah. movie? Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot, my football movie knowledge is, li- is limited to Remember the Titans and Rudy, and I don't think it's either of those two. Um, is it an Adam Sandler football movie? It is not Happy Gilmore. <laughs> no. I was thinking Waterboy. Uh, oh, yeah, Waterboy would be the football one, yes. It's not that. Is it uh, Any Given Sunday? It is not any given Sunday. I'm running out of football movies here. Um, how about would I have seen this football movie? Uh probably. Let's see. Is it a kids one? It is out, it no, Bad News Bears or something? No, that's the uh, not that it, one. It's the. Uh, it stars. Uh, it stars Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. And John. Oh, Favre. the replacements. The replacements. The replacements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a terrible go. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Gene Hackman's yeah. a good actor. And so is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I guess. John Wick. You see John Wick? I've never seen John Wick. You should watch John Wick sometime. All right. If you like a movie where you can just shut your brain off and him just go kill everyone. I thought that was a Tom Cruise movie. What's Tom Cruise's version of John Wick? He's got his own John Wick. Uh, Mission Impossible. No, he's got one where he's Vanilla alone Sky. like that. I thought, I thought he was John Wick. No, John Wick is Keanu Reeves. Okay. Tom Cruise is something like that, a name or something that goes around killing people. Um, hmm. This, he, this is, Jack Reacher is Tom yes, Cruise. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That's a similar idea. I don't think so. John Wick's a lot darker. It's the same thing, I think. All right. All right is All John right, Wick then, available on Netflix? I don't know. Okay. But But if you're a fan of John Wick... Which you've never seen, John Wick, or yeah, and you want a movie know. that came out in 2021? Uh, I'll tell you in Ball Four because I don't have okay. a Ball Four yet. Ball okay, Four. I'm going to tell you my favorite movie of 2021. All right, I'm open so for suggestions because we were. My wife and I were planning to binge watch this weekend, um, Handmaid's Tale, 
But there was only four episodes. That's <laughs> we, the worst. we didn't know. We were waiting to watch the whole season, and there was just four episodes. So, all right, we're done. That's so. that's that's yeah, that sucks. And we're like, crap. We should have waited. We should have waited. Yep. I'll always wait till it comes out. Um, I don't do this week to week nonsense. No. But Josh, say the Orioles. Uh, man, it would have been a lot more fun to do this four days ago. But uh, say the Orioles still up because they played a month of baseball and they're close to 500. I mean, that's positive. That's better than many people projected. Yeah. Hey, listen, since we've done this podcast, um, John Means has thrown a no-hitter. Yeah, that's a pretty good thing. And and since and we Miley had this, since we had this, yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good up. Um, and since we've had this podcast, minor league baseball started. To yep. which the opening day we saw Grace Rodriguez and DL Hall. I think those, those were the two highlights. You can talk about other guys, um, but Grace Rodriguez oh, and mean, DL Hall were beyond dominant. They were like playing yeah. against elementary school kids. It's yeah, like, a little so. kid named Adley had a pretty good start too. Yeah, yeah, and Adley Rutschman, I think, had a dong in his second game. Yeah. So, all in all, like, I'm just, uh, things are looking really good for Thoros. I think th- things are way up, way up. Uh, John means no hitter, started minor league baseball, young players playing. Like, this, uh, for me, I know we lost the last three to Boston, and we got a fourth one tonight. I know we haven't won since John means pitched a, right. a, per- a perfect game, uh-huh. a near perfect game. There you go. Uh, and so... Yeah, so I think the state of the orders is up. If mm, let's talk about this no hitter, but the uh, drop ball. Yeah, that's yeah the drop ball. Have you seen the replay? Yes. Severino should have had that play. It was, it was a pass play. ball, not not a wad pitch. Yes, it was not that's, a wad pitch. It no, was, it was a pass ball. ball and a poorly blocked ball that he should have been able to keep in front of him. Yeah. Um. How do you handle that? John Means was very professional about how to handle that, handling that. With yeah, he Pedro said it didn't Severino. matter. Down. He didn't said it didn't matter. matter. Yeah. Uh, I think Severino got off lucky that it happened in the third inning. Could you and imagine? And he did throw the guy happened? out. To his defense, he threw the guy out at second, too. Yes. Not that it really matters. But, but. but could you imagine if that happened in like the seventh or eighth inning when we all know a perfect game's going on? Third yeah. inning, you're not really thinking perfect game. Yeah, I mean, a, a no-hitter special, a perfect game, is a little bit on a different level. And, I mean, I mean not all no-hitters are created equal, right? Like, some guys walk a bunch of guys. Yep. Um, he didn't walk anybody. Face uh, the minimum number of batters. Though I am, I am, and I, I, I think baseball is a team sport. And so, totally. like, I, I think an error definitely goes against a perfect game, right? Yep. Um, and this counts as an error, right? Like, a watt pitch is an error, even if it was a pass ball. Right. It's still because, an error. Right. Because you the, don't get that perfect game by striking everyone out. Everyone on the field has to make plays. It's a team effort, yes. Right. The only thing about it that's obnoxious is not the error, that's the equinoxious. The thing that's annoying is it was a strikeout. Like he right. struck the guy out. So that rule where you strike a guy out, but he can still go to first base is Max Scherzer, I know, hates the rule. I find in this case kind yeah. of an annoying Rule. And I guess the whole point of the rule is so you don't throw a ridiculous pitch like way outside. But then if he swings at it, right, right, like who cares if he swings at yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a silly rule. I mean, Plus, it's like your. It's yeah. so rare that the guy makes it on a strikeout. You know. Yeah, yeah. You never see that happen. You rarely no, ever you see, see it the guy. It just always happens. Yeah, and and like I think Severino deserves deserves credit for calling a good game, right? Like certainly he has a part of that no hitter yeah. calling the pitches and stuff, but no one gives him credit. They just kind of take away his one yeah. pass ball. Though I think he also deserves a lot of credit, so you kind of take the good with the bad. Well, and I also think that Severino gets people are harder on Severino because of the Adley effect, the the fact that we have Jesus waiting in the wings to come catch. Yeah, he was a great catcher. Right, so I think that. <laughs> So I think that also weighs hard on him. Yeah, but in his defense, if Chance Sisko was catching, there would have been about three or four pass balls probably. Yes. So he's an upgrade over Chance Sisko. Right. Would you have – I almost would have rather seen the error at second base because then I could have said, oh, well, we all know we don't have a second baseman. 
and maybe that would kick Elias to get us a second baseman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think at this point, um, since minor league baseball started finally, you're just kind of waiting, right, to someone to prove that they can hold down a middle infield spot. And we talked about it last week at AAA. You got a whole infield, and Josh, you you got a chance to go see them in person. Yep. But you could put any of those guys at AAA. Um, what McCoy or or Richie Martin or Jemai Jones, like they could be the second baseman or, for the second half of the year. Or so, who I saw playing second baseman this year, this week. Ryan Bannon. Oh, yeah, or Ryan Bannon. Yes, Ryan thank Bannon. you. And Any of those guys could right. be the second baseman come June, right? They just have to prove it at AAA level. So I'm okay with, with Urias just because, or Urias, j- j- just because I know it's you're just waiting for the guy at AAA to prove it. And I'd rather them just wait for this guy than bring in someone else from the outside. Like, I want it to be one of these young guys, Martin, Banning. Or Jemai Jones, like just let one of these guys take it, take, take, take it over in June or July. Like I'm, I'm good with that, and I'm good with waiting. Yeah, and I'm even okay with Jemiah Jones. If they want to bring him up. I'm okay with that. Yep, I think let them fight it out, AAA, and let the best man be promoted. I agree. Yeah, and I think one of them's going to come up this year. Oh, I would not be surprised if all three come up this year. I, I think definitely one, probably two, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if all three make may, may on the roster this year. Just to try to see who sticks. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Ryan McKenna up and down. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks Ryan McKenna is really ready yet. Right. But just because the need is there, we've seen, and he's good defensively, we've seen him up and down. He's, Ryan McKenna is starting tonight. So Yeah. Well, part of why Ryan McKenna is starting tonight is DJ Stewart has not been impressive this year. I guess. Yeah. I mean... The thing that impresses me at DJ Stewart, and I know he's not been impressive. Like you're not wrong. You're you're right. He has not been impressive. Um, but the thing that does impress me a little bit, Josh, is you know his batting average is 187. On base percentage, where do you think he ranks on our team on 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 base percentage? Uh, I don't know. In the middle, he's third. He has really? an on, he's batting 187, but has an on base percentage of 322. I don't like that. So DJ Stewart, the guy has a has our highest percent walk rate on our team. Walks fifteen point six percent of the time, which is a pretty high number. Um, and so he still manages, even when he's struggling to hit the ball, and he hasn't struggling to hit the ball. He's a streaky hitter. He's been struggling to hit the ball, but he still he still gets on base. Um, he's third on our team in OBP, ahead of Austin Hayes, ahead of Trey Mancini. He's only behind Mullins and, Gal- and Galvis. So. I like that about Stewart that even when he struggles, he still finds ways to get on base. Would you like the average to be higher than 187? <laughs> right. Yes, you would. But still, he's not like um, I would not put him in the Valleca, you know, Cisco category of performance here. Right. I think Pat Valleca, Chan Cisco are the type, for me. Those are the guys that it's like I'm just waiting for someone to get hot to replace them. Like, they don't have to hurt themselves to fall out and lose their spot. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's kind of what hurts this team. I feel like we have two-thirds of a lineup here. And then you have yep. the catcher position, the second base position, and at times the right field position um, with Stewart and Amicana, who just aren't performing up with everyone else. And Mountcastle, in fairness, Mountcastle hasn't performed either, but lately he had a home run tonight. Um, so and lately he's been better. But it yeah, feels like he's you been have two-thirds for- of a lineup, and you're kind of waiting for the other third to arrive. Mountcastle has added like 50 points to his batting average in the past week. Yep. He's been batting about 320 for the past week. Yep. So it's nice to see him really getting hot. Yeah, it feels like he has a hit. I don't know if this is, I don't know what his stats are, but it feels like he has a hit every game in the past week. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, it feels that way. Yeah, it feels that way. We we're more about feelings over here anyway. <laughs> right, right. It's the eye test. Yeah, the eye test. He passes the, the eye test. test right now. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he's gone 0 for 4 the past two games. Okay. Well, he had a home run tonight. Never mind. He got two hits yesterday. Okay. And a home run tonight. Yeah. Yep. So. Josh, I want to hear about your experience, though. Um, the the spring training. I'm sorry. Yeah. Minor league baseball opened uh, Real baseball. this past week. And did you go to opening day? Was mm, it, I did not. It wasn't opening day for no, the. It opened up on mm, Tuesday, and I went on Saturday. 
Okay. So I went Saturday night to see the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp versus the Norfolk Tide. Yes. Jumbo Shrimp. I, 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 is, is shrimp a big deal down there, Josh? I don't know. Okay. But I know the mascot's cool. And the oh, hats is the mascot cool. a shrimp? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so all their jerseys and hats look cool. Nice. Uh, here's what I'll tell you about it. Nicest minor league stadium I've been in. It's right in the city. It's way nicer than any of the Orioles minor How league stadiums. How many minor league stadiums, Josh, have you even been in? Delmarva, Bowie, Frederick. Um, You've been to Aberdeen? No. Hmm. I've been to Chattanooga years ago. They I've seen the Lynchburg Coast in Lynchburg. Um, so I've been to a few. Okay. So and real this nice is stadium. the nicest. Yeah, it, it seemed fairly new. Uh, I got bleacher seats in right field for $5 a seat. Nice. And here's what they're doing at the Jumbo Shrimp. They are doing the pod seating, just like Camden Yards. So you sit with your family and not other, really other people too oh, close. Oh, I find that surprising. Okay. Yeah. So I got a pod for me, mom, and dad. Nice. And we were in row one right in right field, right up on the fence, which was a really cool place to watch the game. Um, no masks. <laughs> they announced at the beginning of the game, uh, MLB policy is that you wear your masks when you're not eating and drinking. No one in the stadium wore masks. Hmm. So that's a Florida thing. Yeah. And different. America. Freedom. Uh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was different. But it, cool stadium, really, uh, nice jumbotron and stuff that you normally don't see in minor league stadiums. It was packed, big crowd, sold out as far as the pod season. It was a sold out night. And it was fun. You know, so Diaz was playing center field. Oh, he was playing center. That's cool to see. Yeah. He normally plays right, so that's cool to see. No, um, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. On right field was the guy we got for Givens um, from the Rockies. I'm blanking on his name right now. Vavra? Is that, no. is that the guy? Or no, no um, Nevin? Nevins. Okay. Nevin, yeah. Call Nevin. He was in right field. Um, Bannon was playing second base. Uh, Richie Martin was playing shortstop. Okay. Uh, Jemai Jones, I believe, was the DH, okay. if I remember correctly. But here's the guy. Here's the guy that was the most fun to watch. First base. Oh, yeah. Who's playing first base for the Norfolk Tide? Mr. Mr. Ripken. Mr. Ripken. Yeah. Mr. Uh, 11. Yeah. <laughs> Ripken. Which is just cool to see, like, because we know Ryan Ripken as the little kid that his dad held, Cal held up during 2131. And it's crazy that this kid is now playing triple A baseball. Yeah. And I've been ragging on him. That, oh, this guy's never, he's uh, like, just because he's Cal's son saying he's never going to make it to the majors and this and that. Um, but you know what? He's tall. He's got a big, he's got a good build. He looks like a baseball player. He had a fine game. And it was just fun to see Ryan Ripken. Yeah. I agree. It's a little weird. Can I, we just say when he was invited to the alternate site, wasn't he invited to the alternate site? What was he invited to? No, spring training. Oh, spring training. That's he right. got the major spring league training. spring. And, yeah. He got a spring training invite. Which I said was a publicity move and nothing else. Yeah. And then him going to AAA, for the record, guys, it's weird because the highest, you know the highest he's played in, in, my, in minor league baseball for the Orioles was um, last year or two years ago, you know, when there was a season. He played at Delmarva. Okay. Which he is, never played at Bowie? No, which is low single A. He didn't even play at Frederick. He went from low single A all the way up to triple A. That's a little bit weird. You don't see that. You just don't see that often. Right. No. So, I mean, it is what it is. But just no, he had, weird. Hold on. He had 30 games in Bowie in 2019. Did he? Yeah, 2019 he started in Frederick. and then he had, Oh, he did play at Frederick. Okay, he had Bowie. 48 games in Bowie. 30, 48 in Frederick, 30 in Bowie. Okay, fine. I was wrong then. All right. So, it's I, all right. I don't recall him ever playing at Bowie, but okay. Well, it was 19. Uh, all right. 40 yeah. games. All right. Fine. So, Still, and, that's, that's quite a, uh, medi- a mediocre ri- rise from 2018, highest played Del- Delmar, but then 2019, he jumps from Frederick to Bowie, and this year to Norfolk. That's a fast riser. 
Right. Um, and a guy who his batting average has always been like high twos, two six, two seven, two eight. Yeah, but not dominating. No, not dominating. Yeah. So uh, his minor league career is two forty three for his batting average. Yeah, two forty three. Yeah. Yeah. With um, what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got more hits than strikeouts, but barely. Three hundred thirty seven yeah. hits. 300 strikeouts. And a guy who started right his career with the Nets, right? And then yeah. free agent came over here, I think. Right. And I think that's part of why I've, I've kind of just kind of thought Ripken was like, well, you can't cut Ripken because yeah, it's just organizational Ripken. filler. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a, something cool for the fans because it's Ripken and something just because you respect his dad and his family so much that he needs to call it quits. You'll never let him go. You know, but yeah, though Michael Elias doesn't seem so much the sentimental guy, the sentimental type. No, but now that you're now that he's playing triple A, it's like okay, the Orioles see something in him. Yeah, I mean it's a step away from the majors because you hide a guy in Bowie, you don't hide a guy in Norfolk. Yeah, I mean you're exposing him to near major league pitching. Yeah, no, he is close. He is first baseman in triple A, which means if he starts playing well and uh, Mount Castle or Mancini gets hurt. He's getting the call up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, I've never heard anyone mention it. He's never been mentioned as far as a, a no. you know a prospect or anything Not like that. All. But he's 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 yeah, he's right below the majors level at AAA. So that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. So if he gets hot, he'll have a chance. Yep. Yep. And they and they like, listen. The organization likes him. The organization obviously likes him. I don't think they're they're putting guys in AAA because they're who their dad is. I think the organization likes him. I think they they like him for whatever reason. So I think that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the spring invite and the AAA is a, is more telling than it's just his dad. Yeah, I believe Josh, you got to see Bruce Zimmerman pitch. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I've seen former, former, former Oriole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to shout out, I saw you three weeks ago in Camden Yards. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's a downgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Any other takeaways, Josh, from your experience there? Anyone no. you liked? Anyone you saw? Like, oh, I like that guy? Um, No, I didn't see enough. It was a low Usually, Diaz hit a home run. I don't know if you saw that. Diaz hit a home run. He hit the game-winning home run. Uh, He then hurt himself the next day. Yeah, still kind of day-to-day right now. Yeah, yeah. he's day-to-day with that. Uh, No, it's just, again, good to see baseball. Good to see some prospects. Um, Didn't learn anything from that game, except that Ryan Bannon's really small and Ryan Ripken's pretty big. Yeah. They passed the eye test. Yeah. Well, I saw. I mean, I saw Ryan Ripken up close and personal playing basketball against an adversary Christian school when I, when I taught there. So Yeah, but I guarantee he's bigger now than he was in high school. But I'm saying even at the time, like he was a center big boy. Right, he was tall. Six, three, now six, he's, four. Got, now yeah. he's got the muscle and he's solid. Yeah. That's so. cool though. But yeah, it was just cool. Another cool experience. Go see the uh, Jumbo Shrimp, me and Tebow. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys. I mean, we play we play them a bunch, so you, I think you'll be able to see a bunch of Norfolk games yeah. if you want. It's real to. weird how the minor leagues doing the week week series. What's so like week? it was, yeah, like they played like six. They play six games in Jacksonville, then they have an off day and travel to another town for six games. Oh wow, that is weird. I didn't know that. So is that all how the minor league games? Are, the minor league seasons. Going that's for? how they're doing. That's their COVID stuff. Okay. So they're not, you know, traveling as much to cut down some travel. Yeah, tomorrow um, um, it, it is the home opener for Bowie, and D.L. Hall will be pitching again tomorrow. So that's the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any yeah. anybody can watch that Hall game. D.L. on the mound and Adley behind the plate. Yep. So that's if you're if you're a Bowie fan, it's got um, it's sold out probably, right? I would imagine. I would with, imagine it's a hard ticket to get with Pod Seed. I, I hope it is. I hope it should be. I mean, D.L. Hall and Adley Rutschman. And I go. I don't know for sure if he's catching. I assume he's catching, but I think he's, they're gonna. He's got to catch. What? Opening day. I yeah. mean, he could play first base or DH, but he's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, he will be in the lineup, and I bet opening day he'll catch. Yeah. So that's cool to see. Yeah, our, I mean, that's something like uh, you know, I know everyone pays attention to it, but it just seems especially now, as a lot of our top prospects have moved up to higher levels of minor leagues, um, like when you get to Double A, DL Hall and Adley Rutschman, it feels like you're a phone call away, right? Like it would not surprise anyone if Adley jumped from Bowie to the Orioles. 
Not that it's going to happen this week, but the jump from Bowie to the Orioles happens all the time. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, there's still tickets available for Bowie if you want to head down there. Oh, that's really surprising. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely recommend everyone go on down there. 6.35 start, which is the same time I had at Norfolk, which was a little – I like the 6.30 starts on TV, not so much in person. Yeah. And the sun's still bright. Maybe it's a Florida thing, but it was really hot for that first hour. And then by 7.30, it's like, oh, this is what this is the time the game should have started. Yeah. I mean, if you're – I think my league teams – like, for me, it'd be nice for to take, to take Silas and, you know, right. take the kids that's the at appeal. 6.30. That's the appeal is you take the yeah. kids. Yeah, where seven's a little bit hard. Yep. Yeah. But cool. But yeah, um, it's exciting that minor league baseball's here uh, because we can actually see it. I've been watching some games, uh, bits and pieces of games on the MILB app. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Especially this weekend when the Orioles have been frustrating. It's been nice to be able to look over there. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's always, like, you could always, here, here's the thing. No one tweets out about kind of the, the, the guys that not, is not hitting a home run. But you can always, when there's, you know, three minor league games happening in the Orioles system, right. someone is always doing something that you can get excited about. Um, so it can be a little deceiving at times because you only hear about the good things. You don't hear about a guy striking out three times. You kind of mm-hmm. only hear the good stuff. But still, like, there's always something. Someone yeah. starting or someone uh, hitting a dong that you can be excited about now that minor league season has started. Right. And I'll tell you what, the minor league broadcasts vary between stadiums, but so far I've been pretty happy with it. It's multiple camera angles. It's good HD oh, good. camera angles. There's an announcer calling the game. There's just no, like, scoreboard or, like, stats on the screen. Yeah, I've been None seeing a lot stuff. of replays on Twitter. I don't know if maybe the baseball is going to crack down on that or not. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of replays on Twitter. Yeah. No. Yeah, but it's all cool. All right. Um, Josh, we mentioned – I want to ask you about this briefly. We, we mentioned John Means through, you know, a no-hitter, near-perfect game. Oh, NBD. when was that? You know, whatever. It, it happens. You know, guy it happens no hitter. Yeah, I mean, it used to be a big deal, and then Wade Miley went through it, and you go, okay, know, maybe I mean, throwing yeah. no-hitter is not a big deal. Exactly. Wade Miley exactly. I mean, uh, we did one in 1969, and then Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah. The problem is <laughs> then Friday, Wade Miley does it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. So that's it. So I think Wade Miley throwing it was like, all right, yeah, the pitchers are completely dominant this year. Yeah. That is kind of, yeah. I don't know. And I'm I, kind of, I think it's all weird how dominant the pitchers are. I think it's, it's a little bit weird. Because one thing is, like, I get guys coming out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Your Tanner Scott's, right? I get those guys being dominant. John Means isn't throwing 100 miles per hour. Wade Miley's right. not throwing 100 miles per hour. Like these are dominant guys. These are more crafty guys. You know what I think did it? The what? ball. I think it's the ball because I think what analytics brought to the batter and to the offense is launch angle yes. and and contact. Yes. And all that. Yes. And I think that. For the past few years, players have been working on launch angle and contact speed and all that, which was letting more balls get over the fence. Yes. And I think now that they deadened the ball, and those same approaches are a lot of shots to the warning track. Yes. Because I've seen a lot of balls drop five feet from the fence. Yes. And, I, and I, we saw that even during means no hitter. We saw some balls that went deep. But Mullins was back there or something to catch it. Yeah. So. And that's what I, you know, I listen a lot to Tim Kirchin because he's my favorite kind of baseball analyst, uh, analyst guy. And Tim Kirchin says that. He says, like, just major players have been conditioned just to hit home runs. Yeah, all or nothing. Or kind of swing all or nothing. And they don't hit very well anymore. <laughs> and yes. the hitters have gotten worse. And he says yeah. that's the problem. It's not even that the pitchers are so dominant. It's that hitters um, – don't hit for average anymore. Don't try to hit the ball in the hole anymore. Right. They just are all or nothing, and the hitters need to make adjustments. It's not about the mound. It's not about the ball. It's about the hitters. They just I, need to make adjustments. Then I kind of agree with that. There's no Willie Mays. Um, and I and we saw well, we that. see what, what Cedric Mullins is doing, right? right. Whether button for a hit, yeah. and I mean he's not he's not. But all we or also nothing. saw we also saw, and we bring this up all the time because it kind of we used it always as an example of. The farm system, the Orioles farm system, but telling DJ Stewart to be more aggressive at the plate yeah. and to swing more 
And it's like that's a new approach of baseball, that more aggressive hit for power, which uh, seems to ruin people's careers, where if you can do more what Cedric Mullins doing this year, that's going to extend your career. Well, it's even like they talk about the three outcome thing, like the three outcome result is strikeout, walk, or home run. Right. DJ Stewart has walks 15% of the time and strikes out 22% of the time. Um, so that's yeah. 37. If you round up um, with, you know, the points, it's, it's 38% of the time his at-bats end in a walk or strikeout. That's pretty wild. That 38% of the time it ends in a walk or strikeout. And the same is true um, in the small sample size of Ryan McKenna, just because his strikeout percentage is so high. Right. Similar numbers for Urias. Similar numbers for Trey Mancini when he strikes out 20% of the time. Um, I mean, anyone who strikes out less than 20% of the time is almost an oddity. I heard a stat, again, from Tim Kirchin. Listen to the uh, Baseball Tonight podcast today, and he said like five times this year, a team has struck out 15 or more times and still won the game. So you can strike out a whole bunch, and and it really doesn't affect you. You can still win. Um, there's only two people on our on our on our in our lineup who strike out less than 20 percent of the time. Um, Michael Franco at at or Franco at 19 percent. And Cedric Mullins at 18%. Everyone else is over 20. And Ruiz and Mountcastle are over, and Chancisco are over 30% striking out. So it's like, come on now. That's not baseball. Yeah. That's one of the reasons also why extra innings is so exciting. I don't like it. But it's exciting because you never see runners on base anymore because (laughs) people are just striking out all the time or hitting home runs. And and the, the runner on second doesn't happen as often as it should. And, and yeah. so it becomes you almost need to do it. Like you almost need to do it every inning just to make baseball freaking more exciting because no one knows how to get a single and steal a base anymore. It's also why the Orioles have been frustrating in some of these games where they lose because they've been leaving so many men on base because one guy will get on base and then there's no approach at how to knock them around. The only thing that, we, that the players know is hit a home run. And that's how I get the guy in. Yeah, and unfortunately, we haven't been hitting enough of those. So, no. And when you don't, you're striking out or you're popping up and it's frustrating. Yeah. Right. Right, which is why teams, the team that if a team can adjust to small ball, they're going to do really well in baseball. Yeah. Get less strikeouts and um, better approach at the plate is going to help you so much more than this swing away. Yeah, yeah. And and, and we'll see if teams can do it because I, I agree with you. If, if teams can learn to adjust and it's kind of hit have for to average. Be a team, it's going to have to be a team like the Orioles. It's going to have to be a young team. You're yeah. not going to get a veteran team to shift their mind, mind thought what, and what, and go into this small ball. What well, becomes really tough, right? Because this is now this. I'm telling you, in high schools, they have track man. They have this yep. stuff in high schools now. So in high schools, you're 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 looking at your swing angle. You're looking at your exit velocity. Pitchers are of course looking at their spin rate. Like this stuff is is going all the way down to high school now. So it's not like oh, and then they get to the majors and then now they're looking at all this stuff. No, it's happening when they're really young. Forget high school. I got this little thing, and oh, it yeah. goes on the end of my bat, and uh-huh. it gives me my launch angle, my bat speed, my velocity. It gives me everything when I'm playing softball. Yeah. So you can go on Amazon and I buy get one of those for Silas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he can swing hard, quite hard enough yet to register. Okay, that's right. But it shows you that, like, if that's what you, that type of stuff that we're so angled on, because for so many years, baseball offense has been about the home run. And I think if baseball can adjust, there's two ways baseball can handle this. The players adjust, the teams adjust, and we get a really cool next decade of baseball with a lot of small ball. Yep. That could be really fun. Hey, you give or, me a team of nine, nine C- C- Cedric Mullins. I'll right. sign up for that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Or baseball can – somehow baseball is going to adjust. That's option A. The other path is bring back the juiced ball, lower the mound, do something to spike the offense, Yeah. which is not going to be an adjustment. It's going to be more home runs. And I used to think moving the mound back a little bit, but the big thing that would do is lessen velocity – but yeah. John Means, again, Wade Miley and John Means aren't throwing 98 miles per hour to get guys out. So right. I'm not sure if that's really the answer. Right, and, I, and I'm concerned about moving the mound, what that does to arm injuries that are already a big issue. Oh, everyone's good. I mean, you saw DeGrom uh, went right. down this past. I mean, every, it seems like every team has lost pitchers. We're actually been, I think, quite fortunate. We've lost some position players. Um, yeah. Though, we, I mean, Dylan Tate actually just went on the 10 DL, but 
we've been and Hunter Harvey, of course, but that's just Hunter Harvey would get injured no matter what the rules are. Right, right. The wind blew. The wind blew that yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, but I want to mention one other thing. I mentioned John Means, and then I got sidetracked by the Wade Miley no header. But I want to mention one other thing. Josh, I just want to say this. I just want to go on record saying this. John Means, if someone called um, Mike Elias, yep. trade offer. Yeah. Hey, listen, we've been watching John Means. We think he's a stud. We want him to come be the ace of our staff. Um, the second any GM calls or texts, whatever, and says the word John me, you don't have to finish the word means. You just start me. If I'm Michael Elias, Josh, I'm dead serious. I'm hanging up the phone. If he texts me, I'm blocking the number. Like I'm not even listening. I, I'm not even listening to the trade offer. And I've never said that about anyone before. Like I always said, like, okay, you can listen, right? It doesn't hurt to listen. No, John means I'm not even listening, Josh. Don't, I'm hanging it up. You're just plugging your ears. La, 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 la. That's right. You I'll say, here's my secretary. Like, we're done. We're done talking. I, don't call I'm, back glad to, I'm glad to hear that from you because I somewhat agree. Because John Means is a young pitcher. People want to act like he's an old pitcher. He's not. He's, he's still young. 28. Yeah. But he's young as in you control him. He's got... He's, arbitration year's coming up. Arbitration year start next year. He'll be a free agent in 2025. Right. right. Um, there's lots of people who think everything for the Orioles is trade, 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 and they never want to keep people. In order to win, you have to at some point keep people. Yes. And Josh. not flip people. And you need yeah. five pitchers in you your rotation. Five pitchers. I don't care if John Means turns out to be number five. You still need a number five. Yes. So I'm totally with you that John Means I want on the future of this team. And if you if I'm gonna trade John Means, that better be a pretty impressive offer. That better be better than any of the stupid Duquette trades that, that he made trying to get us refresh our farm system. There is no offer I would say yes to with John Means. There is no offer I said yes to. Because Josh, if you want to give me a, a, you know, two of the top pitcher prospects in baseball, right. I'll tell you two I'll tell you two things about it. One right. uh, fine, I'll in, make a deal for you. Josh, I I'll say that no, you give me two top pitching prospects, I'll I'll say two things to you. One, I've been watching the Orioles long enough to know Yeah, prospects don't come. A pitching prospect doesn't always mean mm-hmm. a, a top pitcher in baseball. Yes. Yeah. Uh secondly, you, if you trade, let's say you trade for the, two of the top arms in all of baseball. Yeah, I'll trade you uh, John Means for Max Scherzer straight up. Yeah, I'm saying no. Um, absolutely saying no because Scherzer's old, washed up anyway. But, I, but no, I'm saying no to even two young prospects because best case scenario, one of them turns into John Means. Well, right. hello, you already, already got, got him. John right. Means and you got him for the next right. You know, four years. So that right, there's right. no reason to even consider it. This right. One. The chance of both prospects turning into John Means is so slim. You're lucky to get one to that that point. Exactly. Yeah, that would be a, a best case scenario is that one of them turns into John. All Means. right. How about John Means for Josh Hader straight up? No, he's a bullpen guy and he's a lot more expensive. No. <laughs> okay. I seriously want it. No, I do. But I'm with you that Means is, is going to be valuable for years and he's cheap. Yeah. So, so just, yeah. Even, I don't even care about the cheap, Josh. He, I mean, it's how hard is it to get an, an ace on your pitching staff and you need five pitchers that you just said? I don't care if, when it gets expensive. Who cares? Yeah. And you know what? Wasn't it last week that we were talking about how John Means, before this no hitter, has proven to us that he is an ace and not just the Orioles' ace? Yeah. I mean, and, that and as we, far as we even believe just in about, what he's doing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. And and talk about payroll. Even when it gets expensive in, in arbitration years, the timing works out really well because you'll be paying John Means in these arbitration years. Who else should pay him? You're not paying right. all the guys. You're not paying Deal Hall yet. You're not no, paying, you're paying Grace Davis. Rodriguez yet. You're not paying Adley Rushman. That's so if you're going to pay John Means, you know, in two, three, four years, that's when you should pay him because right. you don't have to pay all the other guys yet. So Good the point. timing, I think, works out for him as far as even giving. When he, I mean, because in 2023, 2024, he's going to be making a lot of money if he continues to pitch like this, and that's okay because the other guys won't be making a lot of money yet. So it's just it all makes sense to keep him. And, like, he's already talked about 
um, with Zach Lothar talking to Zach Lothar. He's already talking about taking on kind of this mentorship role and how cool would it be to have John Means there solidified. By the way, uh, street cred, I think you get a lot of street cred as a pitcher amongst other younger pitchers when you throw a no-hitter. Like, that can oh, be a lot of street cred. Definitely. Yeah, and you so and John Means. how cool would it be to have John Means anchor that staff and you bring up D.L. Hall, then you bring up Grace Rodriguez, and you have D.L. Hall as the veteran leading this young pitching staff. I, I think it makes perfect sense. It's a perfect um, um, combination of, of veteran and young pitchers. The finances make sense. All of it makes sense, Josh. I'm not – I'm literally not picking up – I'm literally hanging up on you. All right. I'm being like Max Scherzer when someone tries to pull him at the third inning. I'm saying, no, get out of here. Get out of here. Go away. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling the other GMs, get out of here. Go away. Right. No deal. All right. Any chance uh, we can get Wade Miley back so we have two no-hitters in this in this rotation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How weird is it that Wade Miley hit through one? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's disrespectful. Is it disrespectful? To, to, throw, to throw one the same week as John Means. Yeah, it did take a little bit of the excitement away from John Means. I know, and then the talk became, well, everyone's throwing a no-hitter. Right, which is partially true, but still, a no-hitter. Have you ever... And the Indians aren't a terrible team either. I'll tell you what, I've been playing this MLB The Show game a lot. Yeah. I can't throw a no-hitter. Yeah. I get into like the sixth, seventh inning, maybe, if I'm lucky. A no-hitter is hard, no matter... What's going on in a game? So everything hard. has to be perfect. Yep. Or everything perfect but your catcher. And like lucky, right? Because a little blooper, a broken bat, whatever. Yeah. So I don't care that it's Wade Miley, John Means, whoever. It's cool for Wade Miley. Wade Miley seems like a fine guy. Yeah. He's not a jerk. No, he's not That's a jerk. Cool. He, he seems cool. He's not a dominant pitcher, but it still shows you, it's still cool. It's like, I think it's even kind of cooler. That comes from a guy. Like I was going to say, it's yeah. kind of like Cesar Valdez striking out all these red Sox with that dead fish. And it's yeah. just like, it's like, it's a, just whatever you're works, outsmarting right? thing. Yeah. It's yeah. you're getting by. You're doing what works for you. Yeah. And it's cool. Wade Miley cool. is He's having, he's had like, I feel like Wade Miley is a little bit of like a Tim Tebow in this sense where he's had like four or five acts. Like you thought, okay, Wade Miley, right. um, he had, he had kind of a decent career and then all of a sudden he's back and he's pitching well and then kind of goes away again and then he's back again. Um, I mean, he feels like he's been around the game forever on a bunch of different teams, but still effective. So good for Wade Miley. Still find ways to start. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it sucks that the Orioles just has struggled so much at home lately. Like, to come off that just great road trip where they won both those series is out west. I don't know when the last time is that we've done that, that, it's, that we've had that good of a road trip out west. And to come back and just struggle for three games against the Red Sox was just kind of defeating. Yeah, do, do we play the Mets um, at home or away? Uh, to, we go to New York. Okay, go that's to good. New York for two games tomorrow. So, because this is just going to continue, because if you look at if you look at who we got starting for us, we got Harvey, um, and we got Means starting against the Mets. So, I think it's just going to continue where we have Which, a lot of success on the road and struggle at home. I cannot wait for Wednesday. The only thing that sucks about Wednesday is that it's a noon game. Because oh, it's a noon game. Wednesday is a noon game. Oh, that's yeah. weird. It's a getaway game. Yeah. Uh, it's a noon game, but it's Matt Harvey pitching back in City Field Yeah. for the Orioles. That's pretty yeah. cool for Matt Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. And the Mets offense has struggled, so I think it, there's going to be some low-scoring games. But, yeah, if you look at our record, Josh, I mean, it's yeah. kind of bizarre. We're 4-13 and 13 at home. That's right. like the worst record in all of baseball. And then if you look at our record away, we're 11 and 6, which is up there as one of the best records in baseball. Yeah. It's really it doesn't make any sense. It's really weird. Um, yeah. part of it I think has to do with the pitching matchups, right? Cuz we're saving our best pitchers well, for when we go away. And it's the whole thing that you hate here and which is strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah who you're playing and when. The Yankees yeah. and the it's been the, the Red Sox and uh Yankees that we've been playing at home. Right. And they're both good teams. I mean, today we finished the series. Monday, we finished the series with the Red Sox. We go to two for the Mets. And then we come back home to finish the series, to play a series with the Yankees. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a tough. Yeah, we get a tough. Yeah, it's, it's always tough. 
It's, it's not going to get easy. It's oh, not easy. Oh, it gets easier. Nah, not get, that much easier. After this Yankee series, it does. After this Yankee series, uh, we get Tampa Bay. Uh, then we get the Nats. Then we get right. Minnesota, the Twins. Then the White Sox. Then the Twins. Then the Indians. Then the Mets. Rays, oh. Cleveland, Toronto. It gets a little easier. Okay. I mean, the Twins are struggling. All those other teams are over 500, though. Well, there's a lot of teams over 500 right now. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, something. Not, yeah. It's something about facing the Yankees and the Red Sox that the Orioles always struggle. Well, uh, yeah. I think they're they're, they're in mean, the same division and better teams. Yeah. I mean, the, right now the Red Sox, uh, are, I think, do they have the best record in baseball? I think they, they, they did. They do. Yeah, they, they do have the best record in baseball. And they have a ridiculous run differential, plus 36. Yeah. The only the one that's better is the White Sox. Do you know what the White Sox run differential is? I have no idea, but I know they're playing good ball. They're playing good ball. They're in a weak division, plus 53. Mm. Yeah. Now, part of that is the Tigers, and they play the Tigers, who have a negative 68. Yeah. So. Hey, if you want to start doing the run differential game. Yeah. You know what's kind of fun? What? Um, look at if you have. Do you have the standings open? Uh, yeah. Does it show runs scored and runs against? Does it show those numbers? Not on the thing I have. Okay. Because if you look at the Mets, I was looking at this just because I was looking at this before the show. Because right. the Mets fascinate me for some reason. The Mets' run scored is 101, which is for t- for runs scored right. is but the lowest up... in baseball, and it's okay. not even close. But they gave up 104. Yeah, but they gave only gave up 104. So they have the best, and that's by far the best in baseball. So they've got the best. Defense and the worst offense. Yeah, exactly. At least so far this season. That's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. And they're in first place in the NL East with all that said. Yeah. So. The Mets are one of those teams like the Jags that don't don't offend me at all. Yeah. Well, they already fired their manager and stuff. I mean, they, they expect to be really good this year. They poured a ton of money in that team. Lindor is something to watch. She finally got a hit the other day, but Lindor has been, you know, struggling right. crazy after getting that huge contract. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to want to watch the Mets. So I'm looking forward to that series. Oh, yeah. so. That's a fun division with the Mets, the Braves, and the uh, Phillies. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I agree. That is a fun division. And then the Nats are in the cellar, and but we've seen them be in the cellar before and then win the world series. So yeah. Yep. Don't know with them. Yeah. I agree. All right. Ready to get some ball four. Wrap this. Sure. Thing up. Let's get to some ball four. You All right. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Twitter. Twitter. All right. I'm going to go Twitter. I'm gonna go I've never Twitter. heard of this com. thing. All right. You're going to tell me about something called Twitter. Yeah, so my first ball for is this thing called Twitter.com. You can make your own username and password, and you just tweet out your thoughts and feelings. Um, but just be careful what you tweet. Um, no, but as, <laughs> as my league baseball starting, I have two people you should follow because they offer kind of video and analysis of minor league baseball. Um, the first one is Locked on Orioles. They do pretty good stuff covering the minor leagues. They cover major league too, but they have good minor league contact on there too. So right. if you don't follow Locked on Orioles, that's a good kind of Twitter to follow for minor league updates. Okay. I stayed away from, like, Adam Pohl, I know, are big fans of Adam Pohl, but I don't think he tweets a lot about the Orioles. I think if you work for the Orioles, it's frowned upon, apparently, uh, Ryan Wagner, uh, it's frowned upon to tweet about the team or something. I think so, it's, or tweet about other teams or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or even hint that the Orioles are struggling. Um, right. But I don't know. If we worked for the Orioles, I might not even use Twitter. You know, yeah. like to, for that opportunity? Sure. Oh, yeah. Or, but anyway, or, that's my, my first ball my is name. Locked on Orioles for minor league coverage of the Orioles. All right. That's your only one? Locked on Orioles? I, I got another one, but I'll save it for ball three. You're using two of your balls for Twitter accounts? Yes. Another minor league Twitter account. Oh. People are on the edge of their seats thinking, what's the other minor league Twitter account? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, do I waste a ball in order to take your Twitter account? Ah, shoot. You know, like a little defense. Yeah, and then I'll be scrambling for another ball. Right. Uh, But I won't. I will go with, uh, I watched a, I don't think I shared this on here, this movie that I watched, but John Wick reminded me of this movie that I watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, Have I shared this movie? Nobody. 
No. All right. Is that the one with Chuck E. Cheese and Nicolas Cage? No. Okay. No. That one was entertaining, too. That was okay. Willy's Wonderland. Okay. I watched the movie Nobody. Nobody has Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, the sure. lawyer. And, you know, he's like a comedian and stuff right. in most shows. He plays an angry dad that just goes around and kicks butt and kills guys and uh, it's bloody, it's violent, and it's a whole lot of fun. All right. All because uh, someone took his kid's necklace or something. Okay. Doesn't this matter, is, but it was fun. This is one of those Taken-type movies. Yeah, like a Taken-type movie. Okay. Uh, but it's called Nobody. So okay. check that out. It was I enjoyed it a lot. I'm starting to get concerned, Josh, about my poison ivy. Yeah, I saw you itching that. Yeah, my arm is now twice the size of its normal size. At what point, I don't want to be a guy who comes to go to the doctor's office for poison ivy, but I'm almost at that point. You know, um, we got a new Patreon member this week, and yeah. I was going to talk about Patreon later. But let me just say, give a shout-out now to Kyle Scarborough. Okay. Because he sent, a ma- he sent a great message in, and he said, P.S., Maryland poison ivy must be worse than other areas. I lived in North Carolina since 2006 and never got it. I got poison ivy one summer at River Valley Ranch, and it was so bad that my face swelled, and I had to go to the hospital and get a Benadryl shot. Oh, my. See, my arm is swelling. My arm is swelling. And, and you know what? Another side effect of this, Josh, I was late for, this. I was late for work this morning because this thing. Why? Because your arm was so swollen? Well, because, Josh, if you have poison ivy, when was the last time you had poison ivy, Josh? Uh, when I was 12. Okay. If you got poison ivy and you take a hot shower, you oh. can't get out of the hot shower. You put that poison ivy under the hot shower, it feels so amazing. It's almost worth getting poison ivy oh, just to feel that it does in hot showers. It's the greatest feeling ever, and you don't want to leave the shower. I, I usually take like five minute showers. I'm in. I'm out. I'll do my thing. I don't mess around in there. I don't wait for the conditioner to set. I don't even do conditioner. Just do the shampoo and get out. But now... I'm hanging out there for an hour, just, oh, I, just soaking my arm. feels I've so got, good. I've got the opposite huh. because I went out this weekend. I spent a, uh, a lot of time this weekend with Gigi since it was Mother's Day weekend. Oh, way and to rub it in. I texted. Went, get off my back. Yeah, you did. You did. I think it was like 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, so I was hanging out with her by the pool, poolside and out at the beach and not thinking about it, and I got sunburned. Oh. Sunburn is the opposite. Yeah. Because I came home and you decided, do a cold shower. I decided, oh, I'm gonna take a bath. Not thinking about it. And I get in that and it's like it's burning and I can't put my legs in the bath because it hurts so bad with the sunburn. Oh, that's funny. So, then the last time you had poison ivy was twelve. I think the last time I took a bath was when I oh, was you 12, know what? So <laughs> uh, you know what? I I used to not take baths yeah. until I got this new house. Yeah. And there's a big bathtub. And I'm now 41 years old, and, and, and every time thing. I go play softball or do anything active, my whole body hurts. So I've been using this bathtub. So, nice. yeah, it's a complete a sunburn. is the complete opposite of poison ivy, as far I, as water. I didn't steal your ball four being a math tub. Did, 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 did I a, a, bath a with math, your ball four? A math tub? Is that what you said? A math tub? A math tub. Uh, no, my, no, my ball three is another. Um, Orioles Twitter. This is the best one for minor league baseball. You know where I'm going. On the verge? Yeah, on the verge. Um, oh, I should have stole it. Yeah, called the verge. I don't know what the Twitter handle is. <laughs> Way to be prepared. It's, what is the verge? I don't, I don't know. It's the verge. There's a podcast. No. They got the Twitter handle. I assume it's just the verge, right? I don't know. Is it no, on the verge? Is that the Twitter handle? If you just search the verge. Just search minor league baseball or minor league orioles are the first one to come it's up. It's BSL, Baltimore Sports and Life, BSL on the verge. Yeah, that's the BSL on the verge. Yeah. Um, they're the best. They have videos. They're tweeting at every game. They got stat updates. Like for my, If you're in the minor league baseball for the Orioles, BSL on the verge is a must follow. All right. And they follow me, so I can say that. All right. My ball four is a little show called Birdland Tonight. Oh, my gosh. What a, <laughs> but here's why. Here's why. I'm using this. embarrassing because shell of a man you are. We go always ahead. tell people, hey, go subscribe, check out Birdland Tonight, which you should do. Yeah. But I want you to specifically go listen to Thursday's episode 
mm. this past Thursday where it's, uh, it's something about after 31 games, State of the Orioles. Okay. And the reason you want to listen to that is because it's the day after the John Means no-hitter. And for that podcast, I got on the phone with Jeff Arnold, friend of the show, yeah. who's been very good at 336 over the years, to talk about what it was like to call that game. And he had a great call at the end there. He had too. the great call. He great had the radio the show. If you, listen, yeah. if you watch SportsCenter, Baseball Tonight, any of that stuff, it was the Jeff Arnold call that they were using everywhere. Yes. So we had he a great conversation it. about that. Was that was his call. first big moment as, as an announcer, and he nailed it. Yes. He yeah. did a great job. Love yeah. Jeff Arnold. He did a good job there. Go check out that episode of Birdland tonight to check out Jeff Arnold and that experience for him. All right. Cool. So sorry to, to steal ball four as a plug for Birdland tonight. No, we should do that with everything. Um, um, ne- for next week, ball one, section, at Section 36 show, Twitter handle. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we can do it. We, we, we should sell ourselves. All. We, all yeah, right. This is good. My mind also went blank for what my other ball was. Cause I didn't jot it down. Mm, you always got to jot down no. your balls, Josh. Yeah, I know. It's manscape is my, used <laughs> yeah. to go. <laughs> so. All right. This is good. This is good. So hopefully Josh, next week we'll talk about some more wins. So we're going on the road tomorrow. So that hope hopefully so. will mean more, some more wins. Orioles are having a good night. So far with the Red Sox on Monday night, hopefully that's a, it's, it'd be nice to not get swept in a four game series. And yeah, let's hope they can bounce back this weekend. You and I are going to be at Camden Yards. I'm flying up. Yeah. A little Friday night, Saturday night, back to back night action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then softball Sunday is going to be a weekend of a lot of baseball happenings. You know, what's going to, you know what? Yeah. But you know, what's going to be, oh, and we'll be a whole lot nicer and not rude. If you come see us at the, at the game Friday or Saturday, No, I'll still be rude, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, so since we're coming up Friday, Saturday, we know John means pitches when Tuesday, we know Matt Harvey pitches Wednesday, Thursday's an off day. Who, who are we going to see Friday, Saturday? Mm. Keegan Aiken. Maybe if he can last it this long. I mean, we didn't even get to the Zach Lothar start in today's pod. Yeah, because he was crap. He was terrible. Uh, I mean, if you look at our young pitchers, I mean, Dean Kramer, Zach Lothar, Bruce Zimmerman, they have not been great this year. No. That's concerning. No. Our young yes. pitchers struggling. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know who we're going to watch. I don't know who we're, we're going to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you – do you bring Zimmerman back up? I, yeah, I mean, I think Keegan Aiken would make sense if he's healthy. Well, they brought him up today. Right. but he's So maybe that depends if he – I mean, I don't think he's gotten in today. No. Um, so a, he, he was the backup option here. Right. So it's kind of if they use him or – Yeah. Or if he's available. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see uh, – I didn't think the – it's funny to have John Means and Matt Harvey succeed. The pitching staff overall be pretty good and much better than expected, but also have question marks at rotation slots three, four, and five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine Dean Kramer will keep him going out there, so, like, we'll probably see him pitch one of those games. Right. And um, Lopez pitched well, so there's no need to whole stay in the rotation. The question yeah, is that three I don't know. Home. How many innings did Lopez pitch today? Because I, I, um, he's only gone five innings one time. He's always, like, a four-inning guy, which makes you wonder, is he even a starter? Is he Should he, should he be considered an opener? Because he, he can't even get to the fifth inning. Today, he went, he, today he went five and two-thirds. Oh, this is his longest start of the year. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, and he only gave up one run, four yeah, hits, a great start for him. and five strikeouts. So it was his best start of the year. Yeah, that's great. So, so yeah, so that was good to see from him. Um, or or five and uh, five point two. Five point two. Five point two. Five point two innings. All right. Well, well, we'll find out. Uh, and yeah, we'll find out this week as who pitches and talk yep. about it on Monday. That's what we do. Yeah. If you want to support us, head on over to section336.com and click the support button tab up at the top to go on over like all the other guys and support us on Patreon. We appreciate that a lot and it allows us to keep commercials out of this podcast. Yeah, you can also support us by going to iTunes and writing us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. 
You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.